Cinema. Welcome back to Warp of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And it's my turn to pick, and I gave you Black Swan. Black of the Swan. Came out in 2010. Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. So, budget. Fuck, probably a good amount. Okay, what do you think? I'm going to go 20 mil. Mm, 13. Really? Yeah. I guess Natalie and them took a little pay cut. I was wondering, I mean, I'm sure they did some of the dancing, but like, Natalie, are, they, are they real deal trained with Natalie, ballet like that? Natalie Portman took a year of ballet before shooting this movie. Okay. It is such a, like, watching the way that, like, their feet and, like, the the beating that they take to do this, you know? Like, if ballet is so beautiful when you see it, but then you you see them like what they have, like what it does to their bodies. Yeah. And it's like shit, man. Yeah. It's definitely, it's a sport within itself. Right. Like, do you even like, is it worth it at that point? Like I'm for real though. And no, I don't hundred percent. If you're losing toenails and shit like that, I was going to Google how much like a top notch, like ballerina makes mm-hmm. to see like, you know, cause you know, in the NFL, like, yeah, it's your body you're killing, but you're getting paid millions of dollars. Well, it's so. the same with, uh, Olympic sports. Right. They don't get paid a lot of money. They just, it's the, for the love. And they love, they, I mean, they get sponsors. Yeah. You know, like Michael Phelps ain't hurting. Right, but, right. But he's top of the tier. Well, that's what I'm saying. So how much do you think this movie made back? Oh, fuck. 100 mil. $329 million. Damn. And that's Roast. why Aronofsky gets to make whatever he wants. <laughs> he could drop six shit movies as long as he gives them a hit once every five. I feel like this is his most accessible weird film. By far the most, uh, like acclaimed, like financial and like mainstream success. That's what I mean. He find it like this is the movie where he like all his art came together, all his experience came together in one, and he made a movie that like hit. Mm. You know, there's a lot of, lot of, uh, like visual, like deep, like uh, I don't know, man, imagery. You know what I mean? Like deep imagery that's like. You know, I don't know why I can't think of words today. <laughs> like, I'm trying to. Be... It's a very contrasty, like black and white. You know, it's black swan. Right. You know, just so tell me what you thought of this movie this time around, because I know you've seen this before. Right. I've actually only seen this one other time before. I think I bought it, watched it, and I was like, that was pretty good. I never watched it again. I don't know why, but it I, was nice to revisit it. The, the very uh, the toxic uh, masculinity in me wants to say that. The first time I watched this, the only thing I liked about it was the fucking girl on girl action. That's you know? all people talked about. Exactly. Fucking... That, that's the, like, you know, that's my primitive nature to think that. But but since we've been doing this a while, I was going to say, since we've been doing the since we are podcasters now, bro, like I feel like, you know, we know how to do this. Yeah, because before we hit record, you were talking about how beautiful this movie is. It really is, man. Like, that's just what I ended up thinking, like do it it's just it looks beautiful the music is right like i think it That's, won an academy award it's won a ton of awards yeah yeah and i've always been an adley portman fan mm-hmm. i love her she's like one of my first loves in life one of uh the wife made a comment like natalie i appreciate natalie portman and the role she takes right like she takes some very like risky roles and she does so good with them you know i just try to think of like what's a movie i've ever seen her in that she didn't knock that shit out of the park right definitely 100 percent. you know like she's one of those actors that like you know you're gonna get her best i know we'll probably talk about it eventually but like leon the professional was her debut and And she killed it she stole that movie she was the best part of that movie Yeah. yeah Well, like I mean, actor wise, you're right. Well, her and Gary Oldman were fucking. Everybody does tra- a great job in that movie, but right? What but I'm her saying, being like being what, that 11, young 12? And controlling the screen like that, mm-hmm. yeah, is is very cool. Um, even in the fucking prequels of Star Wars, bro. Like, I don't like them a lot, but I enjoy her in them. Ah, uh, she's a cardboard. Like, that's not her best performances. But I don't care. <laughs> she's still a goat. Um, so. You don't vendetta. like right. I just wanted to go like watching this. I was just like, fuck, I want to go on Natalie Portman ran. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to watch. Her. You haven't seen Annihilation, though, have you? No, no. You've you, you keep talking about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it soon. Um, So I my favorite genre of movie is Descent into Madness. I know. I don't know why. It's just my cup of tea. That's what I like. And this one captures that. And this one is lot. definitely yeah. one of those. That's why I'll say. uh Aronofsky, this was like probably his, like 
I love The Wrestler. That's probably my favorite movie right. he's done. But this is definitely, I mean, it's number two. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot apart. Right. Just well, those two are actually supposed to be complementaries to each other. I just That's feel like he said. this one is just so well made, mm-hmm. you know, and the drama and the tension and you just like you're on that journey with her, like you feel the pain with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what is this movie about? Um, she is a, a ballerina for a dance company in New York City. It's mm-hmm. a big time one. Um, but they are losing money because their main star is Winona Ryder, which, by the way, you know, shout out to her. Because, like, I forgot she even acted anymore. And then, like, she did a pretty good job in this one. Mm -hmm. You know? I know she didn't have, like... It was a little part, but she did well. She did the most with it she could. Uh, But, yeah. um, Yeah, I was going to say, nobody phoned it in. She's, she's, you know, getting up there. And even the guy that plays the the director, the Mm -hmm. choreographer, choreographer, yeah. He always plays the best bad guy. Like, he does, doesn't he? You know he? what I mean? He is just the great. <laughs> he just has dick. that face yes. and the voice. Like, when I see him on a movie screen, like, I always know he's a bad guy. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever seen that guy play a fucking good guy in something. Yeah. I love him in Eastern Promises. Like, I kept thinking that watching this. Like, fuck, bro. They're doing, they're doing a special 4K release of it, and I'm going to buy it, and when I get it, we're going to do it, because I don't care. I want to talk about the movie. I want a fucking uh, a sequel, bro. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what it deserves. But anyways. Um, so yeah, she's um she's been with the company for four years, but she's not a main mm-hmm. dancer. She's always background. Right. You know, like one of the backups. And she takes it very serious and she wants to think she's technically perfect. Yeah, she's a perfectionist. Right. To a and fault. She's very sheltered. Her mother runs her life pretty much. Her mother. Yeah, this time around, I realized how uncomfortable her mother is, like, shadowing or, like, you know. Well, it, it adds to a lot of her mental breakdown, yeah. her psychosis, mm-hmm. is because, you know. Sheltered. As a parent, you know, you want the best for your kids and you want them to be happy and you want them to do something that they love. But mm-hmm. as the movie goes on, she sees what it's doing to her, but. She doesn't realize that she's some of the problem. Yeah. She reminded me of those parents that get their kids because they weren't a success. They want their kids to be successful. So they push them and push them and push them. I know what it takes. I know why I didn't make it. So I'm going to make sure you don't make that mistake. Right. And did you even take the time to say, hey, is that something you'd even want to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you don't have this choice. I've already predetermined this for you. Mm hmm. And. It's 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 so and it like I said it adds a lot to how great of an actor Portman is because she's so good because she, she plays this mousy it's almost fragile like it's, it's almost like she's afraid to talk mm-hmm. she's just you know and I was telling the wife like if this would have been like the only movie you've seen of hers you wouldn't you couldn't tell how good of an actor she was but if you look at her whole filmography and then you watch this you're like oh my god this girl can act that's what i'm saying because her range is so crazy mm-hmm. like she can literally she's played a, a space queen uh, uh uh um a political or uh, you know what is it well mv for vendetta what do they call right it? yeah she leads a political uprise mm-hmm. you know what i mean and she's you know Revolutionary. That's one. That's what I want to say. I love that movie, bro. That's one I haven't seen in a while. It's really good. It we'll is probably really good. do it. I'm probably <laughs> gonna pick it one of these times. I would love to do that. I'm stuck between two. I was like, by the end of the episode, I'll I'll have my mind made up. Yeah, I was kind of curious. I'm kind of curious what you're gonna give me. I'm a little excited nowadays. Yeah, man. Because you're not like picking the bottom of the barrel. You like you're gonna give me stuff that you are excited and want to talk about. Well, when we had that talk, when we came back and you were like, look, man, it, I get it's war with cinema, but like we shouldn't be punishing each other. Like try to pick, not just because it's something we haven't seen, but like try to find something that, you know, at least. Something you want to talk about yeah. that you're excited to talk about. Like, that's what I want. I want to pull that out of you is like talking about exciting movies, like why you love it so much. Exactly. And then not only that, just the fact that like, uh, I feel like the longer we've done this, like mm-hmm. the better we've gotten at I said that like you know when I say something to you it'd be like oh I didn't like that like you know why I didn't like it not to the point where it's like yeah you know what I'm saying Definitely. like I'm just I don't know I felt like when I started doing it I didn't describe my feelings as well how I felt it was just like I just fucking hate it yeah you know what I mean but now I'm, I'll give you a reason <laughs> I did A B and C but this movie does a great job 
of just making you feel her struggle. Definitely. And a lot of that has to do with Darren Aronofsky's directing with the camera because he uses a handheld the whole time and it's very shaky. Mm -hmm. So you really feel that tension with her. You feel like you're on the ride with her at her insanity. It's, it's, it's really good, man. It really was. I was very impressed with it when I watched it. Mm -hmm. I, uh, Anyways, she gets her mother and all that, and she goes and she wants, she starts dancing very well, and uh, it's going to drive me crazy. His name's like Tune or Tuma or Tumas. Oh, it's or, Thomas. Yeah. It's actually Thomas because I had the subtitles on because I don't want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. And she's like Tuma, but it's it's Thomas. Okay. So. Because he's French. Yeah. And he comes in and he's like, we're doing Black Swan, but we're doing it with a, a twist. We're stripping it down and just making it beautiful. And I need a new one because Winona Ryder's character's hanging it up. So we need a new We need a new lead. Right. And she's just like perks up because she wants this shit. And she's just dancing her ass off. Yes. Like It's pretty much just like warm ups. Like, you know, and she's just like giving it her all. And he starts tapping girls, and she thinks that those girls are getting picked. For they the- think they're getting picked. I've seen a couple of their faces like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and another girl that right before that scene, she's talking shit about Winona Ryder's mm-hmm. da- dancing. like Because she's old, yeah. Right? And she's like, it's about time we get some new blood in here. Mm-hmm. And like, she's like, it's sad. She's like, why is it sad? <laughs> she's, she's a good she's dancer. A, she's a beautiful dancer, is what she says. Mm-hmm. And that's why I loved it. I loved her character so much because just pure. Exactly. It just made me feel like, man, you know, how do you not root for somebody like this? Right. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, yeah, so is my grandmother. And I was like, fuck, that's harsh. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got in by baby. Mila Kunis comes in Mm -hmm. and she's just a little spitfire. Right. She dances with, with passion and Mm -hmm. she's not worried about messing up. And, you know, I already knew, you know, when I saw her, I said, oh, okay, so we got yin and yang. Right. You know what I mean? This yeah. is going to be crazy. And, um, you know, she comes in and makes her noise or whatever. And uh, then you have the scene where they're getting picked and not picked. And so she's getting all upset. And that was, I thought, something that she really did well is when she was upset. Like, it looked like her whole body was crumbling. Like, when she would go to cry. You know, like when she was, she's like trying to keep it together, but like you could see it in her eyes. Like she's, <laughs> she's falling apart. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was just like, fuck, she's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so he does a spiel or whatever about we're going to do it and uh, this and that. And uh, yeah, he's going to have his own version of Black Swan. He's like, the girls that I touched, he's like, go on about your classes, you know, mm-hmm. do your things. He goes, the ones I did meet me in the main one at five. So of course she's super excited. And she goes and she's dancing. He's like, I need you to play the black swan and the white swan. Yeah. He's like, we got, we, there's no question that yes. you're not Your the white swan. swan. Is, you yeah, know, exactly. He's like, if I, if I only wanted to cast a white, cast a white swan, you have the part, mm-hmm. but I need the black swan. Yep. So that's kind of the whole movie is she's trying to become the black swan to, you know, because she's so technical, she's so sheltered, she's so frigid that it's just like, it's like she can't take the safety off. You know, right. what I mean? she can't take, she can't put her foot down on the pedal all the way. It's like she well, she can't, the, she can't let go. And right. um, I don't know if you ever get this, but it's it's basically that fluid state. Like when you're learning something, you get all the technical abilities mm-hmm. down. Like you can do it technically, but then you get to a certain point. Where you're putting your own spin on it. You're putting your own flavor on it. That's why like blues players are so good. Like uh, Gary Clark Jr. is a great example. Is He's like a technically good guitarist, but it's just his flavor. His, he's putting his personality in the guitar. Right. And I love those flow states because I've had it a couple of times. I'll be playing guitar and I don't think about what I'm doing. Right. I'm just going to town. Like, I don't know. You're in the mood. You're, yeah, you're in you, the groove. You're in the you groove know, and it's such a good. Working. But that's the thing that she can't get into because she's just so technical right she's like a robot right and yeah he's like i need you to be i need you he says it to her a couple times like i need you to let go Mm -hmm. i need you to release you know and uh so he called she she goes over she tells her mom she's like look i'm gonna ask for the part you know so she goes to winona Ryder's room and winona Ryder had gotten told that she's gonna get 
retired. Mm-hmm. So she's throwing shit and breaking shit and walks out. What are you looking at? Right. And walks off and then she goes in and like steals her lipstick and a couple things because she feels like to to be that, you know, she needs her stuff, like you know. Right. I don't think she was doing it to be like a dig. Like I think it was just more. No, of she like wasn't a, taking her stuff to be an asshole. She just right. wants to be as good as she is right. because she she holds her as like that is perfection. I, think she I need it to would be, be that. like good juju. Right. You know, you want to be the best. You got to like live in their shoes type mm-hmm. of deal. So she puts the lipstick on, and um, yeah, it doesn't have that part yet, so I don't have that to go on. Well, they go into she goes she goes in into the office to talk to Thomas. With that lady's lipstick on, though. Right. And I didn't think about it at the time, but later on in the movie, it kind of makes sense. He says, what did you come here for? Or he's like, I'm sorry, I've already given the part. Uh, the girl that at the beginning was talking about Ronona Ryder being old. Yeah. And uh, she's like, okay, thank you. And she talks like a mouse. Like yeah, yeah, barely it's very here. mousy. Thank you. And then she, he like slaps the door. And he's like, that's, that's it? Yeah, you're, you're not going to fight me? You're not going to tell me that... You know, she's like, he's like, why'd you get all dolled up to come down here to convince me? Mm-hmm. He's like, so convince me. And then he like goes for it, you know, which I was like, so of course he had to be inappropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah. The wife wasn't very happy about this. She's like, fuck that. Punch him in the face. But like, okay, I see what he's doing. I don't think it's right. I don't condone this kind of activity. Do not sexually assault anybody. But that being said, I think he knows that, like doing these things can pull the black swan out of her. He like he like wants that passion, so he's doing inappropriate things to kind of pull that passion out of her. He and went like to the, went to the Harvey Weinstein school. Yeah, country. definitely. Right? <laughs> You're gonna be a star, sweetheart. Well, I think Harvey Weinstein was just trying to get his dick sucked. I didn't think he was trying to like actually further their career as Some an artist. Of those chicks he made superstars, dude. Yeah. Well. But no, I'm not I'm not condoning it. No, not, no, no. Obviously. Like I said, I don't condone this, no. but I'm just saying like I Right, right, right. I don't think he's trying to be inappropriate. I think he's doing it from an artistic point of view because she bites him. But at this point in the movie, you don't know that. You yeah, think yeah. He's yeah. just being a creeper. Like, well, well, I, I kind of know, or I thought he was abusing his power. Whenever that happens, I ask myself, why is the character doing this? And they already said he already said earlier in the movie that like I you have the white both, swan. Yeah. I I need the black swan. And the black swan is very passionate. So what he, what can he do to kind of get that black swan out of her? And it's like, kiss her and see what she does. Right. You know what I mean? Try to get that passion. And she bites him. And then he comments later, like the next day, he's like, let's practice the black swan. I want some of that bite. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that uh, the Leo said. But um, so after that, the practice or whatever, she doesn't think she's going to get it. Mm-hmm. And she goes home and her mom's like there for her and... It's a sweet moment because, like, you, you know that her mom wants wants her to win. Yeah, she, yeah, cares, she wants the know? best for her. So she is a good mother in that aspect. But, like, later on in the movie when she starts pushing back and how she's being treated, like, her mom's, like, not having it. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to ruin it for her. Right. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe she was just trying to save her because she knew what it was doing to her. Well, I think at first she was pushing her, pushing her, pushing her until she realize sees what it was that doing, yeah. sees the breaking point and she's like oh shit i need to like pump the brakes a little bit and stop pushing her so much because she's ruining her life right but at that point it didn't matter to her. right she was very much a uh helicopter mom mm-hmm. but anyways um so she's sitting there all sad and then they're like they just posted it and that girl walks by and she's like congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> and so she like runs up there and she's like, You fucking bitch. Did you just fucking do why would you do that? Fucking asshole. And then right. she like walks off. So then she runs up there and she's got the part as the Queen Swan. Mm-hmm. So she calls her mom and she's crying. She's so happy. And um she goes home and her mom's got this big, beautiful cake, but like, you know, ballerinas, I would assume. Yeah, she doesn't want to fuck up her body. She needs to watch to her eat. figure. Yeah, they don't get to eat, you know. Right? She's so skinny in this movie. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sure she went through a lot to get herself physically ready for right, this. Yeah. I always feel like when actors go to that extreme of lengths, they should get an award just for that. <laughs> just for, for the though. transformation. I mean, think about it. Most of those movies are great anyways, like yeah. the pianist and the machinist and um 
Castaway and stuff like they're all great movies, but like Tom Hanks didn't get an Academy Award for that. Mm-hmm. The movie won awards, but he didn't win one. Yeah, like they don't get the recognition for putting their body through that. Well, it's also like the big buff guys too. Like yeah, uh, like Tom Hardy, like when he lost the weight to play. Uh, who, who did he play? He got buff for Bronson, right? Dropped the weight to play somebody else, and then put it back on to play Bane. Well, Warrior too. He had to put all that muscle on for Warrior, so yeah, that might have been it. But he hates working out he said he's like i fucking hate working out but he likes taking these roles so but bane's just oh yeah you know what i'm saying like right i bought a bane action figure today (laughs) did you really from the dark knight rises oh nice yeah he's missing his vest though oh that's the best part i love that or not the vest but the that fucking trench coat that he has i love that coat he's got his wrist thing on and he's got his mask nice I don't know. I got it for a dollar. I'm really, ins- I'm really sad. I didn't see any Bane masks during the quarantine. Like that's such a cool mask to have, but nobody wore it. They just wore these. I think if they like had a cloth one, people would. But like to wear the actual one, and that shit gets hot. Maybe Dude. I should have got one and wore it. I still can, I guess. I think it does. It looks badass, but I don't think it looks as cool when you have a beard. This is true. Yeah, the you beard fucks I mean? things up. I think it does, bro. Then I feel like you look like the Winter Soldier or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the one thing that I did notice in this movie is her fucking bedroom is kind of like Hello Kitty'd out. It's yeah, very. It's, it, that's why I said it's almost like she's stuck being a kid. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets the part, and then they have to go to a fundraiser because well, we were talking about the cake thing, and oh, yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. important because she's like, "No, mom, I can't eat it in that." She's like, "Well, fine, then it's trash," and she goes to throw it away. And this is a very like. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Controlling, manipulative. Yeah. It's a very manipulative move to try and make sure you have control over somebody. Like, calm the fuck down. You don't have to throw the whole cake away. Right. It's very drama. She's like, you could, uh, she's like, she's like, you could just do it. There's just this one, just tonight, you know? And like, mm-hmm. she cuts with this big ass piece. She's right. Like, um, she's like, it's our favorite and this and that. I just thought it was a nice little part to show how like manipulative her mom is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's talking about, oh, I gave up, gave up my career to raise you. I know. I love that part. She's like, I gave it up to, to raise you. You were 28. <laughs> I'm 18. Yeah. <laughs> so she has to go to the fundraiser. And then he says to her, he's like, make sure to remember to smile. He's like, we need these people's money. And he announces that Winona Ryder is going to be retiring at the end of the season and that she's going to do one more uh, show as the original show that he did in his first play. And he calls her his little princess. Which is creepy as fuck. It's super creepy. It sounds even worse in a French accent. Yeah. Little princess. Anyways. uh, And she's fucking hammered drunk. Like She's taking it bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wonder, like, did he announce that she was going to be retiring before this? Or is this the first time she is hearing about it? No, no. She fucking blew up the shit and everything. Never mind. But no, she got very upset because she's not wanting to retire. She's being forced to retire. So, yeah, she gets hammer drunk and confronts Natalie Portman. Are you sucking his cock? (laughs) Some of us don't have to. I was like, damn. That was like her, that was like her like meanest line up until that point. That yeah. I was like, okay, girl, there it is, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, like I said, there's a lot of beautiful imagery. Really, like, she's walking around that statue, and then the Winona Ryder just comes out the woodwork on mm-hmm. her. You know? Yeah, I think Darren Aronofsky is a very talented director. He does some weird films that really aren't your taste, but he does have that element of just art and talent. I don't remember what episode it was, but I think I said, like, I'm more excited about the movies that he almost made than the ones that he, like, I think it was, like, the made. last episode or the one before it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he almost did Batman. With Bill Murray. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy as Robin. I don't give a shit. I want to <laughs> see that. Like, even take, now. Take my money. For real. Bill Murray's, like, 80. Fuck it, dog. Give me Batman, bro. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I was pretty excited about that because, like him doing a Batman story, but like a descent into madness story. Oh my God. I want that shit. I'll write it. Yeah. It's out there in the one, the what if I know. universe. You know? I wonder how far the script came along. Let's see if I can find the script online. I bet. I, I mean, if there is, you know, it's out there. Right. 
So yeah, beautiful imagery in this movie. Right. And uh, he tells her she's drunk. She needs to go home and everything. One older writer, yeah. So he's like, hey, you want to go back to my house, have a drink? You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, damn, bro, you're going for two? Going, going again? He's a creep. And uh, she goes back. He's like, it's to be expected. You know, she's a star. It's fading and you're bright and new and you know, this and that. And uh, so, yeah, they go back to his apartment and he makes like very inappropriate conversation. Yeah, because, I mean, she's so, you know, uh, so quiet and just kind of, like, timid, you know, that, like, he's like, are you a virgin? You know? And she was like, no. But the way she answered it was just so innocent. I was. Just it was like, so, like, she probably is. Right. You know, and I was just like, wow. You know, like. Yeah, and that's when, I, that's the part where I was like, okay, he's definitely a creep. But I did, he did back off because, like, he could tell she he, was. He rides that line of, like, right. inappropriate, taking yeah. it too far and. For sure, but that's that that like I said, he's a good actor. The, he played that part well, right? But that's what he does. Um. So, anyways, so she goes home and she, you know, he tells her he's like, "I'm giving you a homework assignment." He's like, "You need to touch yourself and release. You know, that help you play the black swan. You, mm-hmm. know? you have to know what it's like to have that love ripped from you or whatever." So she goes home and she starts doing it. Uh, you know, playing. <laughs> And uh, she looks over and sees her mom. Fell asleep, like, in the chair beside her, beside her bed. just goes back to that, like, overbearing mother, like, you know. That would fuck anybody up, you know what I mean? Right. If you were just going to town on yourself and fucking your parents, like, there. sleeping there. God. You're terrible. (laughs) I have nothing to say to that. I'm sorry. I don't either. (laughs) Yes, it's awful. Anyways, but, uh, so, it cuts back, she goes to school, and the dude's just like, man, you're just, I'm not getting what I need from you, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's like, sends everybody home, and it's just him and her, and he's like, respond to my touch, and I'm like, yeah, he's about to do it again. And then they start making out, and he's like, open your mouth, and I'm like, god damn, dude. And they're making out. It's all passionate. He's like grabbing her and shit. And then he's like, that was me seducing you. I was like, sounded like you were telling her, bro. But like, whatever. Like, you know. <laughs> well, she was into it. He drew, oh, yeah, he well, drew I mean, her in yeah, to his passion. And he's like, this is, that, it needs to be she, the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. So she's crying. And uh, Mila Kunis comes up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're not allowed to smoke in here. She's like, well, I won't tell if you won't. Yeah. She's the little bad girl. Yeah, does she what is. she wants. Yeah, She's she a free is. spirit. <laughs> she is bad. I love it. Um, fuck Ashton Kutcher, bro. This is one of the roles I felt Mila Kunis definitely brought her acting. She jobs definitely. To. She, I was gonna say she definitely showed that she can act for real. She mm-hmm. can do more than just comedy and stuff, right? Um, she's like, oh, you got a crush on the teacher or whatever. She like gets bent out of shape. Oh, well, I will say this, dude. When she lights that cigarette and hands it to her, yeah, I've never seen in a movie or in real life anybody look like they needed that hit off that cigarette more than Natalie Portman. Right? Seen like I had to stop the movie and go get one, bro, because she made that <laughs> motherfucker look too good, dude. I was thinking that too. I'm like, ah, oh, she shouldn't be smoking. She's a dancer and everything. But the when she hit it, I'm like, you need it though. She needed that <laughs> shit, son. Like a hundred percent. God, like if she had a tie, she would have just fucking loosened <laughs> it up. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, you know, I never get that from cigarettes. I don't know why. I used to be a smoker, but it never like does it for me like other people. I don't know why. I guess I just don't have that bone. It's because smoking doesn't do anything good for you. Yeah, I guess that's what I think about. I'm like, this is just I shouldn't be putting this in my body. I'm just killing myself faster. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but uh. So she runs off, and the next day, uh, she's like, did you talk to Lily? She's like, yeah, why? He's like, you told you I'd be too hard on you? He goes, she's like, I never said that. He's like, we shouldn't be whining. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I didn't. And so she goes and finds me, Lacunas, and she's like, you bitch, you know, you fucking talk behind me, talk behind my back. Yeah. She's like, all I told him was that you were working really hard. And he's like, well, don't. I like Milo Kunis's character because she's at least trying to be her friend. She's not being a nemesis. See, I don't. 
I don't at all. You don't what? I don't think she's trying to be your friend. I think she is. I think she's going about it in a very devious, shitty way. Mm, I didn't get those vibes, but, you know. Well, like, think about it. The longer you go in the movie, like, she knows this girl's timid. I mean, I'm sure, but she's not She's not doing things to, like, throw her under the bus. You know what I mean? I'd say I thought it was because I thought she was doing it. Her telling put, on. Yeah, to put tension on it. Yeah, maybe. Put tension on their relationship. I don't know. A part of me felt like she was trying to be her friend to uh, a certain extent. The more I the mean, movie got on is what led me not to believe that. Because I was like you when I first started watching. I was like, she's just trying to be cool with you. But the the more that got into it and yeah. when they made her the alternate, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, this you know, she's an evil genius. Well, the reason, I, uh, the reason I liked, I wanted to do Whiplash before before this one and together with this one is because they kind of there's things in it that mirror each other mm-hmm. like in whiplash whenever he brings in the alternate from his old class he doesn't think he's a good drummer he's just doing it to kind of like test him right and i think the same thing with me lacunas like i'm i'm making her your alternate just to kind of like give her that push you know what i mean yeah but even when he told her he's like look there's always an alternate yeah but not her he's like you need to rest and this is your day. Nobody can take it from you but you because mm-hmm. he knows that she's still fighting herself. Right. And maybe he was doing it for a little bit of motivation, but at the same time, like, he knew that, like, you could see it on her face how fucking distraught she was. Like, mm-hmm. she was fucked up over it. Yeah. That was probably his biggest mistake was he should have said, you know what? All right. I'll take her off. Mm-hmm. You know, but he didn't because he thought it was pushing her, like, like we were talking about Whiplash, he thought it was Michael Jordaner. Yeah. But it was really making it worse for her. Definitely. Pushing her further mm-hmm. down that rabbit hole. Right. That's the thing is like it's little sprinkles of uh have you ever seen Falling Down? I love it. You know how it's like little things keep mm-hmm. happening until he breaks? Yeah. The same thing in this movie, just little things sprinkled in until she finally It's weird that you mentioned falling down because that's what I kept thinking about watching Joker. Oh yeah, you know, little, just little, little, and then finally one day a motherfucker just breaks inside. Bro. Yes, and that's the wrath. That's, those are my favorite stories. I don't know why I love them so much. I mean, it's <laughs> it's. I get it because like I feel like everybody has that in them. You know, everybody has those feelings. I guess what it is is you know how people have like horror films things that like scare them. That's mm. that's the thing that scares me. It's like being, yeah, Yeah. just being pushed and pushed until you just break, until you snap. Like that scares the fuck out of me. And I get entertained by watching fictional characters do that. I feel you on that though. But, and I admit it, when I watch stuff like this now, it makes me think, like, damn, you can't let it get that far. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's why these are good movies because it shows you that cautionary point. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, at a certain point, man, you got to remember that you're only a human being. Yeah. You know, you have to accept things sometimes, you know. Yeah, but like we were talking about the, uh, I think it was the last episode, people that are like obsessed with that one thing. Right. Like it's all they care about. Right. Like you can take that too far. Yeah. And I a mean, lot of people do. Well, I mean, in Whiplash, it worked out. Mm-hmm. It pushed it to that point, but. It doesn't may- always work out. Well, I mean, we're we're getting there, but you know, but I'm saying this. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it kind of did if you think about it. I mean, there was a costly end, but anyway, we'll t- we'll get there. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, so Mila Kunis's character wants to like befriend her, so she she goes comes to her over. house, right. and she had just got into a big fight with her mother. Mm-hmm. Her mother's like, "You need to rest. You need to do this." Well, they uh, they had like their last rehearsal the next day. Yeah. And Mila Kunis is like, let's go out and have dinner. I feel bad about, you know, talking to him or whatever. Uh, Come out with me. And they go out and they're eating dinner and she pulls out ecstasy pills. And I was like, this is never a good idea. (laughs) I've been on that block. Yeah. It's a fun time. but So do you think she was just trying to loosen her up? Or at this point in the movie. She's trying to sabotage. She's trying to fuck her. Yeah. Makes sense. Cause she's like, I saw the size of those tablets, and then she's like, "How long does it last?" And she's like, "Couple hours tops." I'm like, "What, bitch?" <laughs> like, On her little frame. <laughs> I said, "Bro, what are you doing for the next twelve hours?" Like, that's what I would have said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, obviously, I'm a bigger guy, you know, but like you said, a hundred pound frame. Yeah, she doesn't do that shit normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not exactly 
dipping a toe in. That's jumping fucking cannonball style and right. 12 foot in. Yeah, Mila Kunis knows this. And that's why I knew she said, oh, oh you're a devious bitch, ain't you? <laughs> and like I said, I like that part. I, I feel like this is the... And this is when point. your boy Aronofsky really shows some fucking talent because I almost feel like they transform that fucking nightclub into hell <sighs> for her. Yeah. Like you feel so like, I don't know, man. I love I felt I, bad for her. Right. That. I love those parts in the movie where they're like dancing, having fun. And then it like slowly, slowly turns like bad. Yeah. Like, and she like has these moments of uh, self-doubt, like the world's coming down on her. And then Mila Kunis snaps her back to reality. They're having fun again. I loved it. It was so good. But then she comes out of it, man, and she's just getting railed by some stranger in a bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, dude. And that's when I knew. I was like, oh, Mila Kunis, you are evil. Yeah. And then she pulls her out of the, she goes, she leaves the club. And mm-hmm. she's like, hey, let's get a cab together. Yeah. And she drops her. Well, she ends up trying to get frisky in the car. Mila Kunis does. Yeah. And Natalie Portman's liking it, but then she, like, stops her. And then... She drops her off, but you think that they go up together. Well, we can talk through it and then afterwards, so. All right, well, they go up there and uh, the mom. Go where? Like, they go to her bedroom. They go to her bedroom. Well, the mom keeps trying to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're not my sweet girl. You're not my nat. You know, you're not her right now. Right. She slams the door and then she just goes at it. And yeah. Like I said beforehand, uh, this was the best moment of the movie for me. Before, you know, now, obviously, I like the whole thing, but it's still very hot. Very <laughs> well, the whole scene, I feel like it's uh, Natalie Portman knows that Mila Kunis's character is a black swan. Mm-hmm. And I she, love that with the wings on her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a tattoo of like uh, wings, like angel wings on mm-hmm. her back. And uh, it, they almost look like, like they're like, coming to life right. whenever she's going down on her. But it's like she wants her. She wants to be the black swan so bad that she thinks she can, in the middle of the movie, well, in the middle of the scene, rather, when she's going down on her, she's having an orgasm, but I noticed her belly was kind of, like, filling up, and I feel like Darren Aronofsky was trying to, like, say that Mila Kunis is, like, impregnating her with the black swan. I don't know, it's a weird artistic thing that I I think that's what he was trying to do. I think it's just she's so skinny that when she took a deep breath, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that like, what it was? I mean, maybe. I don't know. But, I liked uh, I like that idea of her like impregnating her with the black swan. Right. Um so anyway. It could be. She has her uh she has her finale and then wakes up and realized Mila Kunis isn't there and her door isn't locked and you know. So she runs to the she realizes she's late. And then the she, mom's just sitting in the living room. Yeah, bitter, right. Bitter oh, yeah. Fuck. She's like, I'm moving out. <laughs> Why did you wake me? I'm moving out. Yeah. Um, so she runs to the studio and uh, confronts Mila Kunis. Like, where were you? You left. She's like, what are you talking about? I left the club with so-and-so. Oh, like, their name was Tom and Jerry, which was fucking stupid. No, bro. We're not going to skip over the fact that my dog, Bucky Barnes... <laughs> Was the guy that was trying to soldier. that was trying to hit it and got nowhere, bro. But the bald dude in the bathroom was in that shit, right? Yeah, man. I was like, bro, like what? <laughs> what was Sebastian Stan doing in 2010? Where he's just like, yeah, bro, I can I can show up for a fucking half a day, whatever you need. We're not doing Avengers this week, right? Okay? <laughs> I'm gonna go to the a little part in this uh, ballerina movie. I mean, shit, dude. You know, it's funny because they pull a shit pulls up on his filmography. I'm sure. Oh yeah. And you know, you see Black Swan. Who the, who the fuck did he play a Black Swan? <laughs> Jerry from Bar. Like, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, she's like, I left the club with uh Tom. Did you have a lezzy dream about me? Was oh. that good? Was that good? I like that. <laughs> he know you were good, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the part where it's slowly. She's like, she's losing her fucking mind. Yes. And she's had this rash and she... Like, well, she has a scratching problem. Right. She has this uh, nervous tick, like, I'm a nail biter. She scratches her skin and it fucks up her shoulder. That's why her mom is always, like, cutting her nails throughout the movie. And I remember that, like, it shows her getting ready and it just shows, like, all of her toes having to be taped up. And they're just, like, nubs bleeding. And like, mm-hmm. 
it just made me really like my heart go out to those women because like I know that the shit that they put themselves through. Right. Just well, it's like in for, a, for art and for entertainment. You know, Whiplash. He has his hands taped up because right. it's like you know eating his hand, eating at his hands. The drum yeah, but I don't feel like playing drums like that has to be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you these think chicks I weren't don't... doing extreme ballerinas? I mean, they weren't jumping off of fucking skyscrapers or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like they were doing regular ballet, mm-hmm. and that's what that was doing to their fucking feet. Well, I wonder if it. Yeah, I guess it would take a toll on your body. Have you ever seen Save when the they Last? Slow mode it, showing her go from flat to up on it. Mm-hmm. The bend it put on her fucking feet, bro. Yeah. It hurt me to watch. Like, right. I started rubbing my own fucking feet watching this movie. <laughs> and the, the, it made me think back to that movie. I don't know if you've ever saw it. It was Save the Last Dance. I was literally about to bring that movie up. Same shit. She's having to she, tape her, her toes up. blood toes, you know, like, because I was thinking about it. Like, And if you've ever held a pair of ballet shoes, man, they're nothing. I do love you that. I mean? I do love that scene, though. That oh, showing her getting them ready. Yeah, she yeah. like buys brand new ballerina slippers and she starts altering them to like her liking. And I thought that was really cool. Well, it just shows how like yeah. proficient she is. She's like snapping all the fucking new out of it. Yeah, like, she's taking, taking the soles out. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you got to be able to feel, you know. Yeah, she's putting more grip on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Super cool. I like that a lot. It was a nice little touch. Let's put it this way. Like if you don't know anything about ballerinas or ballet is like I don't, you know, this movie, it kind of gives you a real look at that world. Yeah, it definitely pulls back the curtain a little bit. Um but the story is just so tragic, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like it. Ta- I, it almost takes away from the beauty of it. I feel like because if this is what women really went through to be a lead of a ballet, yeah, you know, production, like that's fucking horrible, bro. I think that's what it takes to be like good at anything, like this level, like you think top you're level. Fighting demons and shit like that, though. Yeah, because he said um, in the part, she's like, she wants my part. He's like, every woman, every woman dancer wants your part. Or female dancer. Well, that's true. So it's, they will put themselves through hell to get that thing. But yeah, I just I just remember like you it know. is tragic though to see it. That's you know I'm sure these movies are obviously exaggerated for movie sake, but in the wrestler is a good example because you see all the things that he goes through, and he Darren Aronofsky has real wrestlers. That's like thank you for properly representing what we have to deal with. Well, even that, that, I think that's one of the saddest scenes of the movie is when he's setting up his little booth at the at the convention, mm-hmm. and they use those real wrestlers from the sixties and seventies, and those mm-hmm. guys were pissing on themselves. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you do what really pissing on themselves, but like just most of them were in fucking wheelchairs or right. all fucked up, you mm-hmm. know, like down on their luck and shit. Right. That's what the wrestling business did to people. Exactly. So same goes for ballerinas. Like it sucks that they have to go through that. To right. put their bodies through that to be the that great. And that's what I said, man. Like, I, you know, NFL, that's why I wanted to Google how much a, a top-notch mm-hmm. ballerina makes because, like, it can't be that much. Sometimes it's not even for the money. It's for the glory. I guess. But ballet's not, I wouldn't think, like a mainstream thing anymore. Well. It's like a cultured, rich people thing. That's what I was going to say. You it's know? a very, like, high class. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But anyways. So... She's freaking out, and it's getting closer and closer to that, and um, she is in her dressing room crying, and she hears something. Oh, she's in there practicing, mm-hmm. and the piano player's like, look, I got a life. Oh, right, yeah. Don't I, work uh, too hard. You know what's funny? Before that happened, I know I've seen this before, but I didn't remember this part, but I was like, um, I was like, I have to go home. Like, I just, I can't sit here and play piano all night. And then, like, as soon as I said that, he's like, he gets up and walks out. He's like, I got a life. Good luck. Don't work too hard. <laughs> right. And uh, and that's when she hears the stuff in the back. Or they turn out the lights. It's a excuse me, reoccurring I'm thing. Working. I'm still working. She goes in the back and she sees. Tomas railing down Mila Kunas. Well, that's what I love about Darren Aronofsky is he bland, he he um you can't ever it's tell like if it's real life with her and Mila if it happened or it didn't and right. that's the same thing was he really hitting it mm-hmm. or not because right after that is when he tells her or because she's in there getting fitted for her thing and they're like we have to make our her our queen swan dress and she's like why is she getting one and she's like I'm your alternate he didn't tell mm-hmm. you because you don't know. If it really happened or if it didn't. Right. Did she build this up? 
this rivalry up in her mind or is Mila Kunis, was she really trying to like take her place? Mm-hmm. So she starts feeling real guilty and she goes to see Winona Ryder in the Gives hospital. her back her stuff that she she's took like, from her. You stole my stuff. She's like, I'm sorry. I just wanted to be you. And then I realized that I, I did the same thing to you and I'm so sorry. And then she takes this nail file and starts stabbing the shit out of her face, man. <laughs> Winona Ryder is stabbing right. herself in the face. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. And... Like I said, you don't know if it's happening, if it's not happening. But like, it's a very like horror scene straight out of a horror movie. Oh, that and when she shows her leg. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm, very gruesome. Very. But whenever one older writer's, you know, she runs out of the room with her stabbing herself. She goes in the elevator and then she realizes she's holding the nail file. Yeah. So you're like, did she really just stab that lady in the face? Right. <laughs> it's just that that slow well, descent because she sees into herself psychosis. in the chair too yeah and i thought that that was another great uh i don't know if it's editing or what but just making it look like she's both people mm-hmm. like when she's beating her ass in the dressing room and she's like it's my turn to be the black and it's her on the floor yeah you know because I mean? it's, it's that, happened it's, yeah, a, it's that it's battle a in her theme. mind you know mm-hmm. um so she runs home and she sleeps and all that and uh she uh she wakes up and she's got gloves or socks on her hands and her mom's oh, right, right. scratching all night mm-hmm. in her sleep. And, uh, yeah, cause I accidentally really fucked her up. She goes to get up and that's what I was thinking. Like maybe it wasn't just that, you know, who knows what she put in that shit. It might be the breaking point. Like she was so like redlining it mentally mm-hmm. that the ecstasy kind of just like pushed her over the edge and she finally snapped. Well, that's what it does. It releases all your serotonin at once. Mm-hmm. So, like, the next day you feel like death because you're drained of everything. Mm-hmm. Your brain is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, I think that played a lot into it, too. And then she didn't eat right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you only saw her drink water after she was getting two-hour, three-hour dancing sessions. That was the only time you saw her drink. Like, I feel like her her physical health led to some of the mental shit too i'm sure it didn't help you know what i mean right. dehydration and you know like yeah. malnutrition hard narcotics like that will fuck anybody up you know mm-hmm. what i mean and then the stress and the work you know what i mean it did it was literally probably you know you talk about these are the, your type of movies i think out of all of them like this is probably made it into my top five descent to madness movies because you really just watch this poor innocent girl slowly drift insane mm-hmm and it all culminates at this end that we're coming up to. Right. And it's really a beautiful fucking way to wrap it up, man. Like, it's, there's not a wasted frame in this movie. I feel like mm-hmm. everything serves a purpose. I feel I like I love that we've gone from you hating Darren Aronofsky to like appreciating him. For like- I said this fucking movie, don't, <laughs> don't get carried away now. I'm still not a huge fan of him. But this we still movie- have so many movies to do of his. We've only done this and Pi. Yeah. Is he? But I hated fucking Pie though. Like, yeah, I really did. Pie is very much his like groundwork. It's like what this movie is without all the, you know, years of experience. Right. But um. So yeah, she Jesus. wakes up and realizes, you know, because her mom took the clock. She runs to the studio to get ready, right. and uh, that's when you could tell Mila Kunis she's getting dressed for the the part. She's like, I'm here. She's like, she said she was sick. She said she was sick. She was She's fucking, supposed to be sick is she's what she so says. She's so fucking and, mad. And then I was like, oh, you dirty bitch. Yeah. Because you fucking drugged her. Mm-hmm. He thought she'd be fucking done for. Right. And uh, he goes in there and she's all attitude at that point. She's like, I'm here. I'm doing it. And he's like, the only one that could stop you is you. And I thought that was great because like. It thinks he's pushing her in that right direction, but mm-hmm. at this point, there's nobody home anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like all black swan. It's at this all point. black swan at this it point. <laughs> and she goes out there, and she's she sees that there's a house full of people, and like it built all the way up to this moment that you thought that that was what would have paid off for. Like she would just be happy that she made it there, right? You know, but it's almost like they're not even there at that point. You know, she's just driving. Mm-hmm. She goes out of there. She does her seat, and when she comes back in, Mila Kunis is sitting in her chair right before her black swan part. Right, and she's like, "We both know that you can't do this. I think it's maybe I should do the black swan part for you." And then she loses her shit. It mm-hmm. starts beating the shit out of Mila Kunis. And 
chokes her to death. Oh, stabs her with a piece of broken mirror. Right. Drags her fucking body into the back, and I'm like, oh, ballerina shit just got gangster. She's hiding bodies now. Like I was this. thinking about it, though. Like, it doesn't matter that she's dead as long as she does her part. It's like that. This is like the highlight of her life. I so. almost really thought that that was how he was going to leave it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and. Well, because of the drug thing and because of the fucking part and all that, you know, like I was like, all right, is this really happening or is she doing this to herself? Yeah, exactly. You're definitely questioning things. But. When she does kill her and then drags her out and then she goes and then when she comes back from doing the black swan part and everybody's like, you did fucking fantastic. And then she fucking gives him that kiss of passion. And he's like, you fucking did it, girl. You know, you found it. You let go. And she goes back in and fucking Mila Kunis's blood is dripping out from under the door. And she's right. having, a, you know, she's freaking out. Well, now she's getting back to the white, white, white swan. Mm-hmm. And then Mila Kunis knocks on the door. And yeah, you know and she realized she she did it in her head. Right, she's lost her fucking mind. We're not gonna. I don't want to gloss over the Black Swan performance because I loved this part of the movie. I was. Oh, that's really, why I said. I mean, like I said, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I don't watch ballet, obviously. Yeah, me like, either. I'm not huge, but it really drew me in. That I was like appreciating. Right. It's a this very part. beautiful sequence. That was what I remembered. I told you from the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. The whole last thirty minutes. Nothing but the ballet production. You probably did fall asleep and then like woke up at the end. <laughs> it was just, uh, well, I just remember the music is everything. The music is so good in this it movie. Really it's is. perfectly placed. It's beautiful and it melts just the and weather. It's eerie. And she looks fantastic and she kills it, man. And I love that part where the end of the Black Swan where her arms turn into feather or uh, oh. wings rather. It's so her good. Eyes, dude. Yeah, her eyes oh, when she's slowly descending into Black Swan madness. It's so good. It was so cool. But yeah, she uh, she opens the thing. Mila Kunis is at the door. She realized she didn't kill her, but she looks down and turns out she stabbed herself. She didn't do that yet, did she? Well, when she was stabbing Mila Kunis, right. she was really stabbing herself. Mm. That's where that comes from. And she goes out there and she gives the final performance, but she's losing blood and she really does like when she collapses like in the story she's supposed to kill herself mm-hmm. she really did kill herself yeah she literally became the black swan and tomas runs to her and he's like what did you do what did you do mm-hmm. well he said this is a great performance they, like, they this love is so great they're, they're yelling you. her name and let's like, go give like, let's go give them a lot one last bow and that's when he sees the blood what did you do to yourself and yeah. she's like i was perfect yeah, that's all she says. Because he, they talk about it a couple times before. Is she's like, he's like, you think he's like, you want to be perfect. He goes, but you have to let go. Mm-hmm. And you have to feel it, and you know. And then when Winona Ryder jumps out in front of a car, that's how she ends up in the hospital. Right. He goes, she was so reckless, so passionate, so wild, sometimes almost perfect, mm-hmm. but also could be destructive. You know, like so. That's what it broke down to her that that performance killed her because that was the only way she could in her mind could do it the way it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful and tragic and terrible and and great at the same time. Yeah. And that's why I was like, you know what, bro? I take my hat off to you, bro. You did a good job on this one. Nice. Like, do I like all your movies? No. <laughs> this one? That's a good one. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm glad you like this one. Yeah, rewatching it, I I realize it's not as bad as I remember. Not bad, but just like I didn't remember it being as accessible as it is. Mm. Like people that don't usually watch art house movies, they can really latch on to this one. And well, I tell you, man, for me, it's just the cast. The cast is good for it mm-hmm. because they're not indie actors. It's big time actors that like took it serious that wanted to do it. It's like a passion project for them, right? Or well, not that, but definitely. Definitely Natalie Portman. Like, she's the key to this whole movie. Yes, 100%. She, if, that, if, if her part ain't what it is, it crumbles. Yeah, everyone, you know, gave their all in this movie, and I think it paid off because this is, like, the highlight of his career. Like I said, I love most of her movies, but I can't think of one that I could say she did a better job. Did you look and see if you had it? Because I knew you mentioned, you're like, I think I have it, but I'm not sure. Nah, I didn't get a chance to look. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I'm glad you enjoyed I will, it. Though. I will look for it the next time I'm out there. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I give it an A5, man. A5, wow. Yeah, I'll give it an A5. Uh, very beautiful, like I said. Um, 
it was kind of one of those things, man. It was like, I didn't think I got done watching it. Like, I, it was kind of sad just because, like, you know, it is such a tragic story, but it, it kind of leaves you feeling, like, okay with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things, like it's so beautiful, but like I couldn't watch that every day. No, nah, definitely you not. You know what I mean? Yeah, these movies are a hard watch because you don't want to live in that space. You just want to like visit it. But it, it is that technically, like it is that good. It looks that good that it deserves the 8.5. Mm-hmm. Why not higher? Higher um, because it is a movie about ballet. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. Like, like I said, I find like I feel like I appreciate it way more than I ever would have. Yeah. But um, I'm glad I gave it to you now when this wasn't like one of the first movies I gave you. Oh, we would have fucking rail off the rails early, my boy. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, we're going to talk about this. I said, well, we're not going to talk long about it because I didn't make it past 25 minutes. Right. Because so, I don't want to watch a movie about ballet. Exactly. I turned it <laughs> off. Watch Predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't recommend this movie enough. This is one of my highly recommended movies. Yeah. Um, but. It's so well known. A lot of people have either already seen it or heard of it. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's one of the few times that, like, when you like when you saw all the hype around a movie, you're like, oh, I couldn't have been that fucking good, you right? Know? But this one is one of the ones that it's like it it deserved it. Yeah, it lives know? up to the hype. It did. It. You can understand why people love it so much mm-hmm. because it is just a great movie. Oh, it makes me happy. You enjoyed it. It makes yeah. me feel good. I actually ended up enjoying it way more than I thought I would again. Yeah. Um. Um, so I, uh, I've been buying movies again. Cause like I always do, I got a couple that I picked up. Um, so my wife knows that I like weird fucked up movies like this. <laughs> and so she put that like what culture weird movies that'll fuck you up top 10 list or whatever. Mm. And we were going through it and I was adding cup, a couple of them to my Amazon wish list, And I added this one inherent vice with a uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin's the king of weird. You uh, you said you bought this when you found it at the dollar store for a dollar. I did, and you bought it. I haven't yeah. watched it yet, but you. you it have looks it. like a. It looks like a fucking weird one. Yeah. Why are all the movies that I like just like neon co- covers? You notice that? I, I don't know. Like everything's like a neon. Because you like your movies like acid. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um. So I'm excited. I'm gonna watch this one tonight and see how it goes. Maybe we'll talk about it. When the fuck did Ryan Gosling do a movie that nobody heard about? So, Only God Forgives. Mm. You know who, at the very bottom, from Nicholas Winding Refn, the director of Drive. Mm. It's the movie that he did right after Drive. That's why him and Ryan Gosling worked together Oh, that's again. why nobody saw it. <laughs> well, you talk shit, but you know we're going to do Neon Demon? Uh, that's the movie he made after this movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey. Come see the movie Drive, where I don't drive at all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I heard it wasn't great. This is just like an art house movie. That's there's not much story. It's Will all you name a movie. God don't forgive or only God forgives, man. There better be some cool shit going on in there. Yeah, movie. I heard it's visually like visual porn, but there's not much story. But we'll see. I'm gonna check it out. See me. I want a gangster movie called that. Only God forgives. Yeah, that's a good fucking gangster title. Only God forgives, son, because I don't. And then the big fucking guns get pulled out. Like, come on, man. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, I'm excited. What are you What are you giving me next? I thought about it, man, and I, I'm I'm feeling 2022 action, baby. Like, I think the rest of January. Well, what do we got? One more. I was going to say this is the, the last, last week episode, of January, right? Yeah, this is. Um, this will be February. I want to do. I want to do Predators. The oh, one with yeah. Adrian Brody. Oh, nice. And Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I have it. I love it. I watch. I tried to watch it. I can't. I didn't get through it, but I'll have to rewatch it. I love that idea of Predator, man. Like, I wish they would go back to that. When I saw the preview for the new Predator, mm-hmm. I was hoping that they were basing it. They were continuing that story. Yeah. Because that's how much I enjoy Predators. I so. uh, I just made the wife watch Predator for the first time. Like. A week or so ago. I thought about doing the original, but like... Who what, who has... There's a million, peop- million reviews on the original Predator. Yeah, we're not going to bring anything new. It's like Arnold was awesome, Predator was awesome, end of movie. Mud. Or end of review, Complete rather. Genius. Yeah. yeah. I had Carl Weathers, man. Oh, I that- love that fucking muscled handshake, bro. They oh, yeah. In that movie. It's the best meme in the world. 
But the other predators, I feel like it's a good conversation to be had, and I feel like it's a very underappreciated one in the predator predator lore. So. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to get into it, talk about it, like give it a good watch. Yeah, because yeah, I bought the uh, Predator four pack. Oh, did you? Yeah. I was not a big fan of the new one. You know what? We could do like a little mini, like wrap it up. Like, you know how we do the mini? Mm-hmm. You want to do it on the new one? The new one? Did you watch that one? Um, I have it. I like, I it was on in the background, but I didn't sit down and like watch it. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. I just thought maybe you'd seen it. But yeah. if you get around to watching that, maybe we can yeah. do one on the new one. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. But uh, yeah, I just, I wanted to do something where I just turn my brain off and enjoy it. So Predators, this is the one... 2013 or 12 something like that okay it's predators all right I'll, that's the biggest difference it's just plural okay i'll have to look at my thing to see what it is to see if i have it i'm sure i do in that little digital if it's pack. in that yeah if you got the four pack it's in there because it's got one two that one and then the new one from 2018 okay so yeah unless it has alien versus predator right no there. no no it doesn't but uh that sounds like fun is there anything else you? Nah, man. Did I, you uh, did you finally sit down and watch Ozark? I watched episode one. <laughs> Me and the wife were trying to watch it together, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're off today, so we'll probably watch a couple episodes while we're laying around. Yeah, well, we might do a mini review over of that whenever we both finish watching it. Steve-O was like, I'm not watching it until I can watch all of them. Yeah, he's not wrong. I said, bro, you can't wait for part two. That's no, too long. Dude. It's he too long. Like, You're going to have to see that so we can talk about it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, I'll watch all the first part. I'm like, all right, there you go. <laughs> well, if you don't have anything else, I guess we'll uh, wrap it up. All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, we'll uh, Predators next week, right? Yeah, until then. Later, y'all.